I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The worst of the worst scenarios happened for Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. University of Utah played in the Pac-12 championship game, and a scenario happened because there were many scenarios that could happen, but this scenario was the worst of all scenarios possible. In fact, it was one I don't know that any of us thought would happen or were we prepared to have happen. Utah not only lost out, had they won, they would have gone to the college football playoffs. And the worst case scenario is they would have gone to the Rose Bowl. And now, instead, they are in the Alamo Bowl. So, Mr. Insider, Mr. Buck. Dude. What the buck happened (laughs) To Utah. No kidding. You're like, fuck this. I mean, what What the heck? Dude, I, I tell you, it broke my heart. Honestly, hey, I'm, I'm a BYU guy, absolutely, through and through. But when BYU's, Utah's not playing BYU, I want Utah to win. I mean, it helps the state of Utah. It's great for Utah football. It's great for everybody when all of our schools win. And I thought Utah had it answered. When they, you know, going into the season, you and I, I said, I want to see if Utah has the magic and the leadership in the locker room. You know, just that that extra magic that just makes them the championship right. team. And they can find that. And, you know, USC, I went, holy crap, now we're going to find out. Are they going to come back from USC and act right? And they did. I was like, okay, the USC game was that one off, that one bad one. Dang it, they stubbed their toe. And then they ran the season. They ran the table. Man, they're just thumping everybody they need to thump, and they look so good. I'm like, man, these guys have got it together. They're going to come out. And I really expected them to get after Oregon. And I was like, I was so shocked because, to me, it just looked like they were not ready for the moment. It was so big. Like, it was like you weren't prepared, and they were beat on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Utah had more talent. They had this great D-line, and they were just getting beat. For as much yeah, for as much as as Utah talked about, you know, we just with just one game at a time. We just need to take care of our business. I really believe they started believing about the playoffs. I think they just all of a sudden just overlooked go, Oregon. They just said, "Okay, we made it to the Pac-12 championship game. We've been under this crazy pressure for the last two months. We lost to USC, and we can't lose another game." Or we're not getting back, and so they did it. They 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 just beat everyone. They went just to Washington, everybody, and pounded right, and and they did. They looked like a really good football team. Yeah. It wasn't like they were struggling or 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 just kind of trying to you know like Arizona State. They beat them handily. They beat Oregon State. They beat Cal. They beat. And I know these teams weren't great this season, but they 
it, they dominated all of them, right? Yeah. It wasn't even close. And when, um, you know, you, you, you have this happen in the NFL where you'll have a team that will have a loss like this, and they'll have this loss in, like, 1st of December. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure when you were with the Redskins, you had a moment where it was a wake-up call. Yeah. And it was like, meh. The problem with Utah is Utah yeah. didn't have a wake-up call for two months. No. They didn't they had the wake up call in September and and they forgot about it. They hit the snooze button or something because they they played like a team that was uninspired, unmotivated, and not even ready at all for the moment in in what happened. Yeah. When yeah. uh when you perform under pressure, right? And you dealt with this as a player. Yeah. You learned how to handle pressure. And you learned how to not have it affect your performance oh, in, a, in a negative way. You learned way. how to thrive on it, you, right? You really you did. Just, you really just learned how to thrive on those moments like that. My favorite time Feed of a, a game was the two-minute drill when the, the pressure was oh. on the most. Oh, yeah. And it's like because you go, I can go out and I can win the game. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like you're not sitting here hoping your defense holds them or or that your kicker's gonna make a field goal or something. It's like you're out on the field and you don't when you're out it, there, it's just like you're just like, I'm in my element. And every guy in the NFL when we were there thought the same thing. Every when we were guy in that two minute drill and you're the quarterback running it, I'm the D end over there going, I'm gonna make the sack that wins this damn game. Yep. Right? I'm I'm the guy that's gonna make the play. And you're thinking that every snap. So when you get these young players, and really, I'll tell you who I was surprised at the coaches because I didn't see the adjustments that I'd seen uh, earlier in in the yeah. year. Like they they'd done a really good job of making adjustments, and they're just it was like Utah had bought tickets and they were spectators sitting in the stands. It just felt like they were sitting there watching. This game go by when they were on the field. They were half a step slow. There was there was not this this urgency. But I, but this this whole this whole idea of pressure and what happens is is like you you start getting tense in your neck, okay, yeah. and it's and and you and so you start um, like almost gritting your teeth, like like yeah. you like I think they were actually trying too hard. As weird as that sounds, it's like they were overdoing it completely because they were under this pressure, and then all of a sudden there's this tightness that shows up, and it's a physiological thing, and so you can't perform loose and free and fast and you could see it like uh, it was like it was almost like someone had sprinkled like some kind of magic dust on the whole yeah. Utah team and just said you're under my spell you're gonna go slow you're gonna there's go like, what and there's little on the defensive side because I really zeroed in on Utah's defense and I'm seeing the most fundamental errors you know early in the game Anai is doing a stand-up, and he turns his shoulders too much, and that quarterback just smokes him, yeah. right? And I'm like, because you just turned your shoulders too much. It's basic, and you didn't keep your back leg back, and, you know, the shoulders square. I'm watching that. I'm watching Lloyd, you know, fill in the wrong holes and, you know, peek and cheat and get over the top. And you're like, I'm watching the D lineman, you know, photo was at 99, just, you know, getting chest to chest, not getting butt and bench and separation and getting rolled down the line. You see, I'm a lot of, a lot of technique fundamental errors that you would not think you're that making they, at they that normally point of the do. season. I mean, they that, that's the whole they and it and it was like that on offense. I mean, Tyler Huntley was throwing the ball in locations and the decisions he was making were just not what he had done all year. All year. And he and looked like last year's quarterback. They didn't they didn't change the plays. 
So it's not like he's sitting here going, you know, they've run this post, this double post thing um, all year, and he throws it short, and the tight end is running wide open. Yeah. Wide open will probably score a touchdown, but instead it's going to be an interception. Yeah. And and so there and there are plenty of plays and then and then there there are these um like Oregon started realizing Utah wasn't going to run the football and they started teeing off on Utah. Yep. And uh, and Utah was doing so poorly on first down and it's like yep. you've got to throw the ball, you got to get it out quicker. And and there are gaps, there are holes that you can throw this the ball into if you'll just if you'll just do it. Do you think Ludwig just didn't make those adjustments, or he was trying to make those adjustments and Huntley just wasn't doing it? Um, no, we, they didn't make the adjustments as far as throwing the ball because they kept throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, and and so they weren't getting. And they've they, when when Tyler Huntley wasn't a hundred percent, and they were playing Cal, they went to this kind of shorter passing plays and. They're in their playbook, right. and they didn't do those, and 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 so, um, it it took it put all of the pressure on Utah, and it took on the offensive line because because Oregon's defensive line really got after they did, and and I I've never I haven't been a hundred percent sold on Utah's offensive line all year. They they've really kind of they they've gotten away with a few things. There too many too many free guys coming. In at the quarterback, and that that's happened consistently all year long. And it, it's actually a young, young offensive line, but um, just the decision making and the and the combination of the play calling made it really hard for the offense to really. Yeah, they could have been helped by the really calls. Work. Yeah, more. But no I, doubt. I, re- I want to take a break, and when we come back from the break, I w- I want to talk about because I think. I think it's not the pressure of the game was the problem. Man, I, I think it's I mean, something. You know the team better than I do. I think it's. It more, I think but... it's something. And I think when I tell you, you'll you'll agree with this. So we'll be back, and I'll share this thought or two with you, and see what Jason thinks. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back to Rival Scott. Mitchell, Jason Buck here talking about what happened to Utah. Um, for, so here, here's what I – let me I'll just get right to it. I think it's a vision issue. Like I don't, I don't think – I don't think Utah in its wildest dreams, the beginning of the season, thought, man, we could be in the college football playoffs. And I'm just telling you what I did a year ago, Jason. I wrote it down, okay. I, 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 and I have it on my desk, and and I was on my radio show with Alex, and and I said Utah will be in the college football playoffs next oh, year. I remember having the discussion with you, and and I yeah. and 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 I explained why and all of these things, and I don't think, I don't think they ever believed that they could be there. 
I, I really don't. I think they thought our goal is to get back to and win the Pac-12 championship game. And what I think happened, and I and this is just my opinion, that they all of a sudden were going to reach something that they didn't see as a reality. And and they choked. Yeah. And 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 choke is probably not the right word. It's <sighs> it's like like you know you know this where you put your mind to something. And we've talked about this a lot on this show about I knew I was going to be in the NFL. Yeah. And and that was that that concept was not too big for you. And you no. saw that at as as a young age. As a reality. And you I saw just it as a reality. I just I'm not sure right now that this program sees itself as a team that should be in the college football playoffs. Because I just I think I think the moment was too big, but I think the moment was too big because there was never the expectation to be there. You know, that's because that's something that that's not a angle I took, but you, like you said, you've been around the team more and, and that, that's a good possibility. Cause I was looking at him and I'm like, and I turned to my wife. What else like, could it be? Cause you see that or fat and happy. Yeah. They, they thought they were such bad a boys that they're going to walk out there and just walk over them. Right. They, they, they were just fat and happy. That's the other angle. I, I can see what you're saying, and I think it's it's one or the other, or or maybe both, or both, because mm-hmm. it it was just like Oregon was hungry. Oregon played they, like Utah's been playing all year yes, long. They, they fed on the game like, hey, we're underestimated. They're talking about Utah being the bad boys and Utah's defense, and I think they took that angle and the chip on their shoulder and came out really hungry, and Utah acted like you know. Fat and happy were the big guys, and they were kind of, they got smacked in the mouth, and were like, "What?" Like I'm like, "Man, were these guys out last night, all hanging out and having a party, and something having fun or something?" Because they're yeah. acting like they're not ready to play. Yeah, and it's like, like it's the game, like the you, game. you know, and every everyone talks about finishing unfinished business and all these things, and they just got there, and they and they just didn't, and I think Oregon. Oregon would have responded differently had Utah come out with some with some oh, fire. Just, just, just. But not, all of a sudden, yeah. Oregon goes, "Wait a minute, that, the, Utah could have put them away early." We I can, agree. we can win this game. We, we, we can be in this. But it's just like in the playoffs in the NFL, right? We know, you know, you got to come in that opening round of playoffs. You're, you're, you win or go home. You win or go home. Yeah. That opening round, we're all shooting for the Super Bowl, and you're going out to win. You're not looking past that first game because you're going home if you don't get it. It's the same thing. You come out there and you're ready to play the game of your life. National television, just the drama and the everything around it. It's what you dream of playing. It's that moment that you fought for all your life it, up to that point in your life. There wasn't a bigger game in the world that these players at University of Utah had played in than that game. So here's the thing that's so hard for me after this game. It, it's, it, it's so hard and it's something you kind of deal with in life and in athletics, and that is – it's now over, yeah. For for Utah, there's yeah, no the seniors. There's done. no redemption game. There's no going back and saying, okay, can we do this over? Uh, oh, we got a game this week to answer back to. You know, Arizona or when Oregon lost to Arizona State and they lost their shot at playing in the college football playoffs. It's like they still have Oregon State the next week. And there's still a chance to get. There's still a chance yeah. for redemption. They get to go to Rose Bowl if they went out. There's no redemption no. for Utah. And you look at all of the amazingly positive things that happened in this season, and there are a lot. I mean, they've never they've never won uh, and had a record in the Pac-12 where they won eleven games. They never 
uh, have had a, a place where they won eight conference games. They had the um, Offensive Player of the Year in Zach Moss. They had eight guys on the first team, all-conference team. The, uh, Kyle Whittingham was the coach of the year in the Pac-12. Yeah. So it, there's just some amazing things happening. In the, you know, Great in, things. Uh, I mean, but they ring hollow. Oh, absolutely. You know, they just ring hollow, Jason. They, they should have won that game, and they should be in the college football playoffs. It's just they were the better team. And they were not ready for the moment. And so, dang it, it comes back to what I was worried about last summer. And do you have that true, magical core leadership in the locker room among the players? Where, where no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. You never get caught with your pants down. You don't ever get caught unprepared. You come out every week and you're ready. And you you rise to the moment like this. I'll just right? tell you, the idea of you with your pants down would be the motivation for me of all motivations. I would, I just, I don't, don't know. Don't, don't, you don't want to see that. All right. Well, well, for now, we're going to take a, take a, take a long break here. Um, we deviated. This round of rivals is over. It's over. He's we're Jason off. Buck. I'm, I'm Scott Mitchell. He's sent to his corner. We're powered by kslsports.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Helmets Off. Not the helmets off. Facebook app. I know. It's just, I got all this stuff in my head. I'm still upset about this. Too many shows. Yeah. Facebook at the Rivals uh, podcast, Twitter at the Rivals show. And until then, do not, do not act like Jason. 